Welcome to the first episode of Cries in Norwegian. Thank you. It's I love the name. Cries in Norwegian. It is our podcast about television in general. But right now, uh, like the first, I guess we could call it the first season. I don't know. Sure. Uh, we want to talk about the show that we're both currently obsessed with, and that is Scam. S-K-A-M. Scam. 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 Uh, what is scam? I feel like you should take over this part, but I'll say what I know. It's a okay. Norwegian television show. Uh, it started in 2015. 15. It has four seasons. Each season focuses on one character mainly, but features other characters. It was started by a woman named Julie Andam. Okay, so yes, uh, it is a Norwegian teen show. Um, it was produced by uh, an aired in uh, NRK, which is the Norwegian, uh, their like public television uh, format. Basically, they wanted to reach out to like their older teenage audience uh so they hired this woman named juliandum who had worked for them before and she went around for like six months and just talked to teenagers she actually like she has a quote about like what she got from teenagers was was that they were under a lot of pressure pressure to perform pressure to like be this or that and she kind of wanted with the show to take off some of that pressure like to show i guess that everyone feels the same way if that makes sense yeah uh so scam is actually the norwegian word for Shame. Argument could be made that every season, which does focus on a different uh, main character or point of view character, deals with whatever shame uh, they uh, feel the strongest or that they have to overcome or deal with. So there are four seasons total. It ended at the peak of its popularity. We can talk about that later because it makes us very sad. Tragedy. It's a tragedy. We were robbed. We were robbed. And uh, the reason that it was so revolutionary was because of the way that it was distributed. Every, it was distributed, they call it real-time distribution, which I always struggle to explain, but essentially the show is not, the show dropped in clips, not episodes, and they would, uh, these different clips would drop uh, throughout the week. So if the events were happening on Monday at 11 a.m., then the clip would drop online on Monday at 11 a.m. And then on Tuesday, maybe there was at 2 a.m., and then at 2 a.m., the the clip, the clip would drop, and then maybe on Thursday, it was at 3.20 in the afternoon, so then that's when it would drop. And then on Friday, they would edit them all together into one episode, which is how we've been watching them. And it, I think they would air on TV, if I am not wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then there, they also had part of what I love about it was the transmedia aspect which was uh, all the char- all the characters have uh, Instagrams and text messages that uh, were put on the NRK website so you could kind of like engage with these characters in a really cool and different way I've always been fascinated with, with transmedia actually and uh, this was the best that I've seen it done since the Lizzie Bennett Diaries which happened about five years ago and then I always found it frustrating that nothing else had been done. Yeah, it's it feels like Scam really ups the game in reaching out to audiences and fandoms, and I love so much the approach, which is this is the first show I've ever heard doing it, both with the transmedia and the real-time. Yeah. Um, it, it just adds to this sense of these characters are real people in the real world who you can... Uh, interact with on social media who you may even run into if you visited their high school and it adds such a wonderful meta um, realness to the experience already watching the show and and me and learning or you know getting to know the characters through their 
um, actions in the show. Uh, yeah, and all the characters go to the same high school. It's called the Hardwick Neeson School, but everyone just calls it Neeson. And it's a real uh, high school in Oslo, and they shot in the high school. And actually, one of the main characters, Isak or Tarje, I don't know how to say his name, he actually was go as a student in the school while they were shooting the show, which was really cool. They're, they're very proud of him. They would post, like, social media stuff. Um <laughs> But the, sh- the thing about the show was that it became a huge phenomenon in Norway. Like, according to some numbers I found online, one in five people in Norway had seen the show. The first season, it was, it was really the second season that exploded that way in Norway. We can talk about that once we get to the second season as to why that was. And I've, I've read stories online and publications or just on Tumblr of basically, like, when a new clip would drop, like, the world would stop. Like... People would be at actual parties on a Friday night, and then the the Friday like uh, clip would drop, and everyone would stop what they were doing, and like it was like this whole anxious like, oh my god, I'm not ready for it yet, uh, and everyone would watch it. I've even heard of schools where they would stop the lesson for everyone to watch the clip because that was like what everyone was talking about. Even if you didn't watch it, everyone knew about scam. Yeah. And then season three happened, and it became an international hit. But here's the thing. You cannot legally watch any of the scam episodes uh, outside of Scandinavia. So my mother was very concerned when I told her I was doing this uh, podcast because she was like, well, you can't tell people that you watch something legally. I'm like, well, there's no other way for me to watch it. So it's just kind of implied that I watched it illegally. If we didn't watch it. it we just psychically absorbed it from yeah. the atmosphere. It's just... Just, we just know all there is to know about it. We just know it. all there is to know about it. Uh, <laughs> we dreamt it. <laughs> so what happened was that season three kind of exploded on um, internationally on social media, and we can discuss that in a sec. And then, like, the show became popular all over the world. It was the internet's favorite show. People watched it, would put the clips on Google Drive, and then would make subtitles themselves. So it was, like, fans engaging on the show in, an, in another layer of fan engagement, of, like, actually watching, translating it, and then putting it out into the world. We used to call it the Google Drive show for a while because <laughs> um, it was, like, the main way that people were watching it. See, so that's what happened. You were just scouting around Google Drive, <laughs> and you came across a well a mysterious so, file yes well not not quite so let's take a moment to say okay how how did how did you discover the podcast sorry the scan and you know what i just realized we did not say our names ever i've been thinking about that for like <laughs> 20 minutes <laughs> and i'm like should i interject now i'll just leave it <laughs> okay cool so that's liska and that's gabby so i was just about to ask liska how did you hear about scam uh, much like I hear most television things, is from you. You told me it's I would love it, and it's right up my alley, and I put off watching it, I put off watching it, I was too busy, and then we sat down and watched it, and I mean this quite literally, within 10 seconds, I turned to you and said, <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> and, I, I, and we'll talk yeah, about we'll this talk about first sec Because I definitely seconds. felt like that was... Like, I was like, okay, she's either going to love it or hate it just based on that introduction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, how did I myself find it? Well, Tumblr. I discover so many shows through Tumblr. I felt like I watched all of Teen Wolf through Tumblr before watching Teen Wolf. But this is not about that. So yeah, so I was just like last December, November, December, sorry, 
November, December 2016, I was just like on Tumblr and I kept seeing these gifs of these beautiful Norwegian blonde boys like kissing. And I was like, what is this? And I would look at the tags and it would say scam. And I was like, this sounds like gibberish. Like what is, what is scam? And then eventually one of the, one of the people that I followed, uh, I saw that she was watching it and I was, so I messaged her. Uh, she was actually, she's actually a one of my favorite uh, Teen Wolf uh, fan fiction authors, but that's neither here nor there. And I was like, hey, what is Scam and when can I watch it? And she was like, she sent me a link and then she said, but honestly, just write Scam English subtitles, Google Drive, and you'll find it. Uh, so that's how I found out about it. And when I Googled it, it just so happened that the New York Times had just written an article about it. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> yes. I didn't know it was in the New York Times. Yeah, uh, I actually wrote the date somewhere. December, I, just, I just read December 2016, the New York Times wrote an article because uh, the, the show had been so successful that the rights had just been sold to a production company. And they were talking about the phenomenon, and I was like, okay, now I have to watch it. And we should mention they are making Scum USA, right? Yes, they are making Scum USA, so we can, I, we can talk about that some more. But yeah, yeah. With, with the same showrunner, with Julianne them. So I saw the New York Times article, and then I was like, okay, I have the links. And this was before season three had ended. And this is a decision that I have uh, been so ashamed. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait until season three is over and then I'll watch it. And I hate that I did that because I wish I had enjoyed the end of season three in real time because it seems like it was so... The best part of the fandom seems like that was the best best time for it. But anyway, so enough intro. I think we've introed enough (laughs) for sure. Yes. So we want to talk about the first episode of Scam today. Yes. Well, we're going to cover the first two, right? The first two, yes. Which sounds intimidating, but they're actually only about 16 minutes long. Yeah. Um, so in total, it's about a 30-minute episode of television. Yeah, um, it, was by not, American it was not bad at all. Did you know that the episodes have actual titles? I did not know that. Yeah, I found on um, Wikipedia, at least, it says so. So <laughs> this is actually called, uh, You Look Like a Slut. <laughs> so episode one, You Look Like a Slut. Now, so who is our um, main character for season one? Eva. Eva. I love Eva. Eva. Yes, I love her. She makes me, she reminds me so much of my teenage nieces, um, which I think is in general a feeling I have from the show. A part of what I love about it is that the characters, and this is a great deal owing to the casting, feel so natural and, yeah, just so real. Like, you just know them Yeah, I from feel like, the get-go. Yeah, I feel like Eva really is, like, gets underappreciated in the fandom. I think part of it is because it was so early in the phenomenon and also because the actress herself, whose name I wrote, Lisa Tika, I don't know how to say it, uh, she does not seem to have any public social media accounts and kind of keeps to herself and has not done, as far as I know, any interviews. She's just kind of this mysterious figure in the the scam world. So yeah, so first season is about Eva, so we're gonna kind of see the world from her point of view and understand her struggles. Yeah, and we've already seen all four seasons, and Gabby, you've seen them more than once, but yeah, uh, <laughs> part of what's so great about this season, and Eva's story in particular, I think, is that it's about sort of teen social standing, and especially girls in, in cliques with each other, how they treat each other, things that cause friends to fall out, and the things that maybe can bring them back together. Yeah, the the reason that season one is so special to me is because it is about like a lot of it is about female friendship, and uh, that's something that's a topic that's always been fascinating to me. Yeah, because uh, I don't feel like it's it gets depicted enough. Um, yeah, I was reminded of that watching these two episodes and how 
kind of nuanced, I think, the other, you know, other seasons focus often more on romantic relationships and they're fine and wonderful, but, or if there is a non-romantic story, it's very dramatic. Yes. <laughs> and this one just feels uh, in the best way possible, real, and yeah. like something that my girlfriends went through that I went through. Okay, so, oh, wait, I get to talk about the opening. Yes. <laughs> So the reason why I was so in love with this opening is that it's a video montage, very cleverly edited, that Jonas, Eva's boyfriend, is showing to her that he made for a class assignment, I suppose. Yeah. And it's it's a kind of like a little bit high schoolish, but nicely stated, concisely stated kind of lefty politics about uh, inequality in the world. And both with the editing and the music and the topic, that was where I was like, I'm in... No matter what happens after this, I love these kids. Yeah, that, that speech has kind of become an iconic part of Scam, and I personally think it's, like, probably the best character intro, because it's, it's like, Jonas is, it's just, it's Jonas 100%. Like, that's it, that's all you need to know about him. Yeah. So, so technically the first person we, he- the first character we hear from is not Eva, is uh, Jonas, but, but kind of feels thematically, like, linked to the rest of the season, I suppose. Yeah, we can talk about that maybe when we get through some of the more episodes, because I was thinking about that while watching it, was why this intro, yeah, and how does it relate thematically to, to the rest of the season or the show? Yes. I, I'm not sure I have quite an answer for that yet. Okay. Basically, as soon as they're, uh, as he's done with this speech, that's when we meet her, and he's asking her her opinion and whatnot. Um, yeah, they're clearly a couple. His friend Isak shows up, interrupting their coupliness, and there's some commentary that make this kind of makes start making fun of her for her grades. Yes, I, which is so uncomfortable. Yes, a lot. I. Oh, I, I think I, ha- I have another note again later where I'm like, they're, they're basically, I'm like, and then they're shitty to Ava again. Yeah. Which, like, I love the friendship of Isaac and Jonas and Eva, but so much of it is just putting her down. I know, and I just think it makes me reflect on my high school days and, like, God, was I like this to someone? Was somebody like this to me? It's so common and, again, feels so real, but, man. And also, I just can't help thinking about in this day and age kind of thing where how people talk to young women especially related to grades and yeah uh you know sort of academic achievements it's uncomfortable (laughs) yeah and we put so much weight on it and then at the end of the day there's always this question of how much does it matter or not matter and like Jonas and Isaac just have this smugness about them because they are really smart both of them in different ways and you know Eva has a lot of other stuff in her life that she's great at. And they even, like, he even kind of, like, says that. that. But it's so condescendingly. It's so condescending, yeah. You're great at brushing your teeth and walking. Yes, I'm like, uh, oh, come on. Uh, Oh, I I will also say that while while this is going on, we also get the first shot of uh, Ingrid and Sarah. Yes. Which are, so we see Eva look at these two girls and sort of tune out everyone else. Yes, and and so immediately this kind of dramatic question is brought up of what's going on between Eva. Yeah, what is there going on between these, these two girls? These two girls. Did you notice that uh, Vilda and Chris are in that shot? No! They totally are! <laughs> I did not! In fact, it's Chris laughing that causes Ava to look up and notice Ingrid and Sarah. And Sarah. Oh, I see, I've noticed Vilda throughout that episode a lot, and I always, yeah. it always makes me happy, but I had not seen her there. That's yeah. very cool. I paused it and went back like three times to make sure. And then eventually Isak and uh, Jonas leave her, and then they leave Eva on the steps, 
by they're herself. Also going to, yeah, they're going to a party. Uh, I think. No, they're going to go meet Elias for reasons oh. we don't know yet. Elias. 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 Uh, and for, I just wanted to mention that because uh, the image of, like, lonely Eva on the steps is, like, it's just so beautifully it crafted. Is. And Okay, I'm going to pause that and mention that immediately after that intro, uh, that video intro that was so well edited, it, the very next scene I immediately knew I was going to love the show because of the shooting style. Yeah. Which is, again, this very naturalistic kind of in the moment with these kids uh, st- uh, shooting and editing style that I love so much and that complements so well both the writing and the performances of the kids and it just is such a high I don't know I think a high artistic quality yeah I, I agree I think like it's such they clearly had had a limited limited budget but they did not let that like stop them from actually like doing this to the extent of like their artistic ability like every every shot feels carefully planned out and like with a purpose which which I love yeah in fact even I didn't know about the low budget thing but I even imagine I can imagine that it influenced this kind of style because you sometimes when you don't have a ton of money you have to shoot things a little bit more raw well it also seems like they had a very tight budget like they would right. write the script in a couple of days and then and then a couple of days later shoot it and then edit it and then air it so it's yeah it's, it's a little insane nothing like pressure to yeah get you to do stuff yes um okay so then we go to tears dug i we're just gonna butcher all these norwegian words for fun yeah, I think, right? So yeah. where are we next? Wait, sorry. I think it, the next is uh, Eva in her room. She's trying uh, to do homework. Yeah, she's trying to do homework. Uh, I'm going to go on a tangent for a sec because she's using Google Docs. And the other day I like went on this rant that I now want to uh, want everyone to know. Uh, essentially, you know how millennials kill everything? Well, we're, we're basically done with that, right? And as someone who has tutored kids for the last, uh, actually, 10 years on and off, no one under the age of 20 uh, uses anything but Google Docs. Like, Microsoft Word should be really worried. Like, <laughs> none of my students have ever used Google Docs. They all use, sorry, uh, uh, Microsoft Word. Yeah. Everyone uses Google Docs. So, like, for some reason I saw it today and I was like, oh, she's on Google Docs because uh, that's what <laughs> everyone uses now and Microsoft Word is dead. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I was just... There are tons of details throughout the show that I was noticing, I mean, in these particular episodes, um, that speak to that authenticity, and I didn't know, but I wasn't surprised to hear you say that she had interviewed all these teenagers. Yeah. Now, the Google Docs thing is a little bit, like, a funny example of that. There'll be other ones later. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying it's time for, what is it, Gen X? Is that what they're called? Uh, the new ones? <laughs> it's time for Gen X to start killing things. First on the list, Microsoft, Microsoft Word. Word. <laughs> That's our rant against Microsoft Word. Yeah. Please don't. I, I love Microsoft Word, but I'm just saying, I've noticed it. Okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, and then so now Isak Skypes in. Yeah, and he, uh, originally the conversation, at first the conversation is about Sarah's fake eyelashes, and then she asks him, she's surprised to see him because he is supposed to be at the party with Jonas. Uh, and jo- at Elias's place. Yeah, and Jonas is not answering the phone. And then he's like, oh, we left a while ago. Oh, and also this is where we get our first mention of Pepsi Max. Yes, so this is the first mention of the mysterious bus, which we will go into in a little while. <laughs> uh, maybe not this episode, but it is a very Soon. important part of uh, the show as a whole. And we mentioned Pepsi Max for the first time. Yes, so basically Isaac tells Eva that Sarah and Ingrid already have a bus going. I don't know yet what that means. Yeah. We'll find out soon. And that the bus is called a Pepsi Max. Yes, Pepsi Max. And uh, then, uh, knock, knock, here's Jonas at the window. 
come to make more fun of her for her grades. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was also going to mention, I don't think the show ever uses Skype again, which is interesting to me. sworn... They definitely communicate video chat, but maybe not Skype. Don't maybe. You? I don't know. Anyway, I was... sworn they did more, but... Maybe. maybe. We'll see. Yeah, so Jonas arrives, and he makes so much fun of her, and it's also the first time that we have the conversation that they're gonna have basically every single episode which is about trust yes and how they don't have it yeah so Ava at first is suspicious why he wasn't answering his phone it was you know the battery died why didn't he charge it I wasn't at home but you know where were you at the party but uh, Isak told me he already left well I didn't leave he left <laughs> yeah I, I stayed over um, and yeah left. and that's you know in a nutshell uh, very having also been in those situations a very realistic I think beginning of where the kernel of suspicion has been planted yeah and every sort of episode is going to be targeting you know making it more yeah. and more painful and bigger and and going more into detail as to where this is coming from uh because it's not like she's being a crazy person about this like yes her fears I mean, stem from a very very per- personal place yes uh, and, for her and Jonas does act like a shit even he, in these couple of episodes he does yeah um which we'll get into in the second one especially so yeah she's not acting crazy and I think it's part of what's so great about the way these episodes are written is that you see both where she's coming from and also like oh man this is just the wrong way to handle this yeah but you know they are teenagers so they are teenagers <laughs> and then now we're back in school and Eva's sitting by herself again she watches Ingrid and Sarah and then we get the wonderfully odd theater group kids <laughs> if I hadn't been convinced already twice now to be into this show <laughs> these two would definitely 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 be the deciding factor I love the casting of these two they are so plucked out of a high school theater department yeah they're so specific and I'm just like yeah that's yep. that's, that's that the way they're dressed their faces the way they talk everything they pitch Eva to come to come up to a party that they're throwing a pre-party rather to a bigger party on Friday says everyone's gonna be there and they leave as yes now <laughs> as abruptly as they came now the party is on friday because in the universe of scam every single major event has to happen on friday friday uh, so they're clearly laying out uh and you'll know this is every episode they're clearly laying out what the big event of the week is so it's gonna be this uh pre-game theater group thing yeah, so then we got Jonas and Eva. She wants to go to the party. She wants him to go with her. And he basically... She mentions their first years, which is a th- nice little exposition. Oh, yeah. So he mentions yeah. their first years, which is basically uh, high school. It seems high school in Norway uh, actually lasts three years, so it would be like the equivalent of our 10th grade. Yeah, so their first years, they just started at this new school, and it has been very apparent from uh, the first, I think at this point we're like 10 minutes into the show, that she doesn't have a lot of people. Uh, she doesn't have any friends, and she basically just have uh, Jonas and Isak. So she wants to go to the party, wants to meet some friends, <laughs> make some, meet some new friends, and, uh, oh no, do you know what it is? Also, I think she sees... I didn't understand this the first time I watched it, but just before the theater kids show up, she actually sees Ingrid and Sarah buying tickets, I think, to the party. It's possible. I saw that they were buying tickets. This yeah. This is the first time I noticed that. Yeah, wow. yeah. So I think actually part of her motivation is probably to see them yeah. again. And uh, Jonas basically says, yeah, I'll go, but can Isak come to the cabin with us? Next week. Next week, which she agrees to. And then Isak, of course, shows up right on cue, only and to find out that they can't go to the party tomorrow, even though she 
she's allowed him to come to the cabin because they had tickets to some music show. Yeah, I didn't. I did. I did not write down the band, but yeah, it was recognizable. Yeah, my note says Isak is such a little shit. Heart, heart, heart. (laughs) Uh, Because I love him, but he is. He looks like such a baby. I know he's such a baby, but he. It's like. Every single time he can get in there and, like, stop it, he will. He is the ultimate something block. <laughs> yep. And then... And then it's Friday! Yes, the big day. Okay, yes, so Eva's in the bedroom and she's kind of mopey because no one wants to go to this party with her. And I love this detail. She's watching Dr. Phil. Yes. And Dr. Phil is giving a speech about, like... You have to take charge and empower yourself. And don't, yeah, you're not going to let this break you. Yes, Yes. I was paying close attention (laughs) to the words this time. And I I thought that it was perfect because literally she was, she is inspired by Dr. Phil. So great. Get up from that bed and get ready for that party. Yes, she's going to go by herself. This is the 21st century. She doesn't need no man. And then starts this like fun little montage of her getting ready. And here are some of those, like, amazing details that I love. Like, she's taping up her stocking with scotch tape because there's a tear in it. She's putting on terrible eyeliner. Oh, yeah, way too much (laughs) gothy, like, eyeliner. And then as she's walking out the door, (laughs) her skirt is tucked into her stockings, and it cuts to black. And I remember distinctly watching it with you for the first time and going, oh, no. And I was like, wait. And then she, like, walks back in the room, pulls it down, and walks out. Yeah, so, it's, it's one of my favorite, like, little moments of the show. It's such a good editing beat. For and, uh, sure. Yeah. I, I also wanted to point out that when she looks at, she in this scene, she looks at Instagram, and uh, Sarah's Instagram, and see, for me, it was the first time I had seen Vilde, because Vilde oh. is in the uh, Instagram picture with Sarah. I didn't notice uh, that. So I was like, Vilde! Vilde! There you are, girl. I think Chris is also there, but definitely Vilde. Uh, all right, so we're at the party. Let's see, what else, what happens here? Oh, and of course, yeah, and here there are, like, you can, sp- now that I've seen the show, I love spotting people yes, who yeah. you know are oh, going to become more be important later. Yeah. Um, of course, Vilda is pr- pretty prominent in, at the party, and Chris is a little bit as well. Yeah, Chris is there. I don't remember if we see Penetrator Chris at that point. Um, I think not until she goes and gets him. Yeah. So, yeah, basically the, this, the, the plot of the party is her kind of, being a little awkward. awkward, not fitting in. She sees Ingrid and tries to talk to her, and Ingrid shoots her down spectacularly, calls her. I believe the line is... You look like a slut. Yes. <laughs> I think it was like, I, I would have like left, like I, I, I wouldn't have done the eye makeup, it makes you look like a slut, or something yes, like that. Yes, that's right. She tells her she, her bet. I have something with the eyeliner or something. Yeah. Boom, taken down. Elva's at her lowest, and then... A mis- magical, angelic voice out of nowhere comes out. An angel appears. An angel appears. <laughs> a blonde, toe-haired angel. With, I think she already has the the red lipstick. Yes. And that is Nura. Nura. And this is where we meet Nura, who is a character that I have a lot of feelings about. And yes. we can talk later. Yes. But she, basically, she, she, she's there, she's at the party, and she kind of, like, comforts Eva in her own way. Yeah, tells her, I've heard something about, I've heard girls who call the like girls sluts slut. are, I don't know what percentage, 90% more likely, likely to, to get, get chlamydia, chlamydia. Which is a wonderful both, like, feminist and anti-feminist Most, way of yes. uh, <laughs> comforting this girl. Um, and, 
yeah, and that's and sort of Eva kind of like is like okay, whatever, and brushes her off and walks off to the bathroom where she's quite upset. Yeah, so uh, I will say, so this is like our first intro to Nora, yeah, and she's gonna be a huge part of the show. Yeah, and at some point we can also talk about like the different permutations of who ships who. And uh, I definitely know there's uh, a large quantity of the fandom who at some point has shipped uh, Eva, Eva and Nora. Nora. That's, and yeah, it, and I can totally ca- see yeah, that. Yeah, and it kind of feels like a little bit of a meet-cute. And it is, yeah. but the way the way that the show sort of pursues that storyline, it's a meet-cute of friendship. Two friends, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so now we go to the bathroom. Uh, yeah, so in the bathroom, Eva's taking off some of her too much makeup when she hears crying, and she checks one of the stalls, and it's Vilda, who is not looking... Good. Good. And uh, so here we can take a moment to say that the version that Liska saw didn't have it, but the version that I saw originally had subtitles for this scene when Vilda was crying and it said, Cries in Norwegian. Ah, yes, which is where our brilliant name comes from. from. Yes. So, so it's just, I will say, um, I don't think, I'm, I'm sad that I didn't keep notes the first time that I watched the show because a lot of the, like, little jokes of, uh, because like we said, these are fans translating uh, the show themselves and for the subtitles, so sometimes they, they're not sure how to do it or they'll just, they'll just make funny comments, uh, yeah. and it's, it's great. And goodness, prop to... You know, total props to the people who speak Norwegian and English. Uh, oh, yeah. One of my favorite things in the show, actually, is when they randomly say English things. And just makes me sad for our education. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, so Vilda is not looking good. She's crying. You can tell that Eva a little bit is like, oh, I, I don't know what to do right now. But ultimately, she's she's a good person. So yeah, she asks if she can help her. And uh, Vilda says... See if you can find Chris. Yeah, get Chris. Uh, so Eva again has no context for who Chris is, so she just goes into the party. She's asks, basically like wandering around asking people, people "Do you, you know Chris? Yeah, Are you Chris?" Chris? And she gets directed towards a young guy. She takes him back to the bathroom, only to walk a, in a, on a young guy with a ridiculous fedora that he never oh, yes. wears again. Yes, I was noticed how diff- subtly different his personality is in this episode versus how he'll eventually. Yeah. Be. But here he's presented as very kind of like, can I say douchey? I can say douchey. Yeah, douchey. <laughs> kind work. of a tool, got the fedora. He's clearly a, you know, playboy kind of. Um, yes, for sure. That's the vibe. So yeah. uh, Eva brings uh, boy Chris, or as we will eventually call him, penetrator Chris. You heard that right. It is penetrator Chris. Yes. <laughs> uh, into the bathroom where Vilde is now talking uh, to, to a, another girl. To another girl. So Eva's like, hey, I brought Chris. And Vilda's like, uh, this, this is, is Chris. Chris. And points to the girl. Yeah. And, and, uh, and we get a cool, a cute, little cute moment of, of boy Chris and girl Chris. Girl Chris is the better Chris. Let me just point that out. Far better. Uh, kind of being like, oh, your name is it's Chris? Cute. Um, yeah, there's something very genuine about that moment and also not exactly in character for the eventual Chris. Well, uh, boy Chris, Chris penetrator Chris. Chris. But very 100% in character for girl Chris. This, like, g- genuine, heartful dorkiness that yeah. is so yep, great. I agree. Uh, so in summary, Eva has brought the wrong Chris over. Yeah. And now they're all, the four of them are just awkwardly staring at each other. And <laughs> oh, and the conversation they walk in on is something about toilet paper. It's something about toilet paper, which we will hear. And money. Yeah, which we will hear more <laughs> about later. Uh, I was kind of sad that we stopped, uh, we decided to only do the first two episodes because I was like, but I want to meet the rest of the girl <laughs> yeah, squad. Yeah, totally. Uh, yes. 
And then basically that's, you know, uh, Vilda's like, uh, we're in the middle of something, can you please leave us alone? And the two Chris, uh, Eva and Chris, Penetrator Chris walk out. Chris makes, uh, Penetrator Chris makes some comment about, I thought we were going to hook up. Yes. And yeah. she just sort of walks off. And the last shot uh, kind of cuts up very abruptly in this really great way, actually. It, it has such a sense, it, it leaves the viewer with such a sense of hanging and yep. awkwardness uh, that I think is very authentic to what she is feeling in that moment, which is just like, I don't belong here, I don't know why I came here, this was a huge mistake, I just feel... Yeah. Like, I don't have anywhere in the world to go. Yeah, I think this episode does such a good job, um, visually and story-wise, of setting up the how lonely um, Eva is yeah. and how she really feels like there's absolutely nowhere she can fit in. Yeah. Even even with uh, with Jonas and Isak, which is where we kind of see her the most comfortable, there's still, like, this, uh, not awkwardness, but there... Well, it's like they are two bros and she's in their world. Yeah, That's kind exactly, of the feeling exactly. you get all the she, time. She's part of she she's in their world, but it's not she's kind of on the outside. She's the third wheel, ironically, yeah. not Isak is the yeah, feeling. Exactly. Um I remember watching this and thinking like, man, Jonas is like strangely attached to his friend Isak, which later we'll find out more about why he's so protective of him. Yeah. But <laughs> it definitely stands out as like a what kind of thing. And also, it's the the making fun of her. Yeah, the is, making, is is what adds yeah, to that yeah, feeling. Yeah, it adds of, to that feeling. Like it's like it's you're like okay, she's at least got these two people, but then they just never just allow her to be herself. Yeah, like, they can't not point out her flaws, and it's not like my friends don't do that. Like friends do that, but it's the way they do it. You're just like she's not comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this is a really small note, but, like, her hair is so thick and long in this. And later, as the season evolves, as she grows, it, it changes and thins out a little bit um, and gets more styled. And I think here it's uh, – I, I used to think, like, oh, just the actress cut it, you know, or whatever. But I think actually – or I can imagine that there's some amount of forethought in the sense that her hair feels like this protective – I don't know, cloud around her, this, like, shield yeah, that I, I cuts honestly, out the world. Yeah, I honestly think, for, at least for the girls, their hair and their makeup is something that is very carefully, like, chosen uh, for for their arcs and where they're at and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it must be. And and I'd never noticed how much it's this, like, insulation between her, her and the world. And, and also almost like a... I mean, I don't want to go so far as to say that she's depressed, but she's clearly going through uh, sort of teenage troubles... And, you know, with her friends and with her boyfriend and, like, this hair, this kind of unkempt, unruly hair, yeah. uh, I think is, signif- you know, uh, signals that to yeah. whoever's looking at her. That that adds up to me. Yeah. All right, so that's the end of uh, episode one. And now we want to talk a little bit about episode two, which is, I think it's even shorter. Yeah, I think it's a little bit less than uh, Yes. So the name of this episode, at least according to Wikipedia, is Jonas, This is Totally Dumb. <laughs> uh, so... I feel like that's a refrain you could say a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so wait, can I ask? Is it Jonas or Jonas? Like, no, it's Jonas. Jonas. I wrote okay. it. I wrote it down here so I could know how to okay. say it. Jonas. <laughs> Jonas. Jonas. We will butcher all these names, but yeah, we'll so, do our best. So episode two actually does open with Eva, yay, and she's at home and she is doing one of my favorite things in the world: Facebook stalking. <laughs> she's Facebook stalking Nura. 
Yes. Well, we as we remember, she just met at the party. Uh, I noticed some interesting things in her Facebook this time that are clearly foreshadowing, like Nura has longer, darker hair in one of the photos, which I think in the world of movies and television always signifies like something dramatic yes. happened yeah, yeah. that made her chop off her hair. And and also the cup, the header yeah, is her, uh, Spanish. Finish. Yeah, her, yeah, her cover photo. I noticed the cover photo, which is I, I assume is from somewhere in Spain. Yeah, we later uh, find out she lived in Spain until recently, and that's why she's new to the school and, and new to this whole crowd. In, in general, they had no idea who she is. Yeah, and Eva basically uh, then decides to just friend request uh, Nura, which it's I to me I love that the kind of like the arc of the episode is that is yes. like that friend request. It's such a great little bookend. In the beginning, yes. she asks for it, and then you know, in the end, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, her friend uh, request is, is accepted. Is like a uh, and that's the beginning of that sort of sets off the rest of the season. Yes, as for the sure. friends come together. I think in the scene also she gets a call from her parent, from her mother. Yeah, her mom calls her, and conversation ensues, in which it makes clear that her mother's out of town and won't become like they're gonna miss each other as her mother comes back to Oslo. Uh, Eva is going with Yunus and Isak to the cabin. So. Although she tells her mother she's going with Sara and uh, Ingrid. Oh yes, very realistic. Very realistic for lying. sure. But it also tells us that like no, none other, not only is her mother clearly busy all the time. Eva is not confiding in her about what is going on uh, in her life. In her yeah, life. yeah. There's this kind of sense of absentee parents with um, yeah with Eva and yeah. I mean, you get the sense that her mother loves her, but it's just like but it's just not around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eva definitely, which ha- also nicely adds to that sense of uh, not having, having anywhere any- yeah. that she fits in. Yeah, she has this very nice house, and then no one, kind of no one to share it with, even if it's just your mom. Like, right. Totally. Yeah, totally. She's by herself. Um, and then we cut to Tirzdag, and then going to the cabins. I want one of those cabins. They look so peaceful so and pretty nice. on the hills. I don't know where in Norway, but there's, you know, lots of trees. I actually, yeah, I was like, did they Airbnb, Airbnb this cabin? Like, how did they get oh, yeah. this? Yeah, I, I, was, yeah, I was like, all right, I mean, I don't. I think I always assumed it was hers, like her family vacation But home. then she mentions but then she says that it's Ingrid's, Ingrid's or, or something. Yeah. Which obviously it's not. It, so. uh, yeah. Emma and Jonas are hooking up, and then Isak walks in. <laughs> the master of yeah. interrupts. Because that is what he does. I will say that in the world of fan fiction, which I have read a lot of, uh, there's a lot that people love doing like cabin chapters, and mm-hmm. they basically have the opposite happen. Like, people. Jonah's walking in on Isaac. Oh. Uh, it's like, they're like, guys, you know, let's go full, full circle in our minds. <laughs> Yeah, that would be that would have been a nice callback if that season. Yeah, if if, if we had had, had that happen, happen. I the agree. Season. I agree. So yeah, so then Eva has to look at the phone to check the time, and that's she picks up Jonas's phone by accident. Jonas, Jonas's phone, and by accident she sees that uh, there's a text from Ingrid. Ingrid, but she doesn't see what the text is. It just says like the name, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So the kernel, the seed of suspicion that was planted in the last episode is, is back getting flamed. again. Yes. So the next episode, I mean, sorry, the next scene is the next day. They're uh, sitting in front of a fire, eating s'mores or whatever. Yeah, and, and just jamming. Jonas, Jonas is just jamming <laughs> on his guitar. And this is, um, so Isaac requests uh, that he play I'm Yours by Jason Morantz. And this is the first time that... Isaac gets referred to as gay. Yes. Uh, because Juna says, um, you only, you only like play the gay songs, songs or something. Isaac does not take this uh, well. He's yeah. like, no. Yeah. Um, I'm so bummed. I wish I, 
I wish I had seen the see, the show having not know not knowing what Isak's story was going to be in the future. Um, uh, I wonder if I would have picked up on the little cues. Well, disclaimer: when I watched the show, I watched season three first. Right. And then I went back and watched one and two, and I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> these were, like, completely different worlds, completely different, Isaac. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to an audience watching live, having these little sort of breadcrumbs dropped uh, that will eventually be really significant, in, you know, even a whole season later. For sure. But anyway, so then, uh, you know, Eunice gets a call from someone, we don't know who, he it's, says it's Elias, it, yeah. I mean, we can assume I guess it's, it's Elias. Elias. Um, and he kind of, like, steps away for a sec. Uh, I want to point out that Eva is wearing her, a beanie and something mustard, in this case it's a scarf, which is, like, her, I don't know if you've noticed, but mustard is her signature color. Oh, uh, yes, I have And noticed. so this is, like, this is, like, the perfect, uh, Eva uh-huh. look in my mind. I'm like, <laughs> yep, when I picture her, this is what I see, her beanie and something, like, mustard. Yeah, that huge, chunky scarf. Yes, yes yeah. That's wonderful. Um, and yeah. she kind of confronts uh, Isak about the Ingrid te- and the text, text and, and she's like, tell me what you know. Uh, and this is, I wrote, this is the first time we really see Snake Sack. Uh, <laughs> which we will... Snake Sack! <laughs> <laughs> which is, um, you know, basically, Isaac has a tendency to uh, sort of give vague answers that don't necessarily make uh, Junas look the best. Yeah, he's a manipulative guy. I remember having a very strong reaction to him in the first season, and then growing well, because, to love him. Well, because, because... But... Uh, I was very open with my love of Isaac, uh, and and I was a little bit baffled by she was it. Like, because how how he, can you love him? And I was like, he um, very uh, he does not look good in the first season. Yeah, and then as soon as uh, Junas comes back, he actually does start playing uh, "I'm Yours," which I have to point out because I know we just talked about how weird sometimes their intense friendship is. But it's one of my favorite things. And I'm just like, because he loves him so much. Do you know what? I noticed it too. It stood out to me at this moment of like, what a nice kind of subtle way of uh, making it up to him for calling, yeah. for saying, calling him gay or for like, or for... Dismissing him. Uh, yeah, just dismissing him. Yeah. And like fulfilling what he wants. And and Isaac's Isaac's performance, the actor's performance in that moment is so like genuinely childishly yeah, he's delighted. Like delighted. Yeah. Um he kinda claps his hands and starts singing along. Yes. So I mean and and we'll talk about this when we get to season three, but I just even like I love the girl squad, which we'll talk about next episode, but sometimes what I do like about the boys squad is like the fact that these boys are able to talk about their feelings to each other is not something that I think we also don't see that much of. Um, totally. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, 95% of the conversations are about girls and sex, but <laughs> once in a while. Occasionally. <laughs> something. <laughs> something, like, nice. Will, and I'll be like, oh, look at these boys. Look at these friends. Uh, and so Isaac and Junas really have, like, a special, like, place in my heart. Yeah. Not gonna lie. So, but Eva is once again left at the end of the uh, scene uh, isolated, alone. Yeah. She's just had this like bombshell from Isaac that uh, Jonas is texting it Ingrid. with Ingrid, Ingrid, and she feels like she can't really say anything. So she's very like bottling it all up and putting it away, and then it comes, but it it manifests in her demeanor, which is kind of getting yeah. sadder and sadder and more distant from everyone. And it um, doesn't get any better the next day because the next day they're all hanging out inside, and then they're being mean to her again. Again. They're making fun of her again. For not knowing trivial 
pursuit question. Yeah, I was, I was actually going to Google who was the first female prime minister of Norway so I could give the answer, but oh, I yeah. forgot to do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were playing, playing, playing Trivial Pursuit and just making fun of the fact that Eva doesn't know, like, all these... At the end of the day, like... Right stupid facts. And she's kind of off by herself in a corner anyway, reading a book, so distancing herself from the group uh, as per her mood. And definitely pissed off, and a better boyfriend uh, would have picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, he definitely is aware. He just but he's is sort just of like, like, like yeah, not he, oblivious, he, but like ignoring he, it. Yeah, he's making a choice, and that choice is, I'm just gonna let her stew in her anger. Yeah, It'll be who fine. knows why girls are the way they are. Um, and then three seconds later, because it can just get worse for Eva, and worse for how pissed off uh, Eva is at, at Juna's, um, we have the arrival of El- Elias? Elias. Okay, but before that happens, there's a quick thing. They play another game. Uh, oh, yeah. it's Which <laughs> I would like, uh, we, this, this could be our weird Norwegian corner. Um, not weird, just Norwegian. What is it? Yeah. It's a game that they see something like my ship is loaded with. Yeah, my ship is loaded with. And I think I was trying to guess the rules of the game without Googling it and just based on the context. And I think... You're supposed to say, everyone has supposed to say a word with, that begins the with, with the first with, letter. Yeah, so yeah. she says my ship is loaded with Ingrid. Ingrid, because she wants to talk about it. And, and again, his face. And and again just, instead of taking the hint, he's just like, laughs and is like, moving girls, on. Ugh, moving on. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yes, then Elias shows up and the kind of creepy, like there's a big bang outside. They go outside to look to see what it is and it's this newcomer who we haven't seen yet. No, we've heard about him uh, because Junas has disappeared with him off before, but this is the first time we meet him. And I do not like him. Uh, no, he all. is a jerk. He is a jerk, and he again makes fun of Isaac and like calls him uh, gay. Second reference to Isaac being, being gay. Isaac yeah. being gay, which can we make clear right now that Isaac doesn't does not identify as gay at this point. And has a very strong reaction. And has a very, very strong reaction with it. And he actually points out, like, why is everyone calling me gay? Yeah. Uh, if he could have, he would have, like, turned to a female and, like, made out with her. But there was only Eva, so his choices <laughs> were limited. Like, yeah. He was like, I need to prove my point now. He definitely would have. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, and then now we are... Now it's Friday! And all important things happen on Friday... Uh, basically, my note is she, Eva is cooking and she is annoyed, but like all caps, like <laughs> like throughout the, this week is just essentially her growing exponentially angrier at her boyfriend who is just refusing to acknowledge that they need to have a conversation. Totally, and and angry and annoyed in only the way that I think girls can be angry and annoyed, yes. which is this very like sublimated. I am I am going to be perfectly pleasant, yeah. but you can tell you with can t- every like ounce of her being she is angry uh and then elias uh and jonas say that they're gonna go out to smoke uh and i i one of the details that i like about this scene is that isaac goes out with them yeah but he keeps being like are you sure you don't need help yeah he because he, he it's clear he doesn't like elias it's clear he doesn't like who Jonas is when Elias is around. Uh, yeah, that's true. But again... That's a point in his favor. Yeah, that's a point in his favor. But again, wherever uh, Jonas goes, uh, Isaac is going to follow. Yeah. That's kind of like <laughs> what we've, what you can gather so far. I will say, how does she not know that they are off smoking weed? Like... Yeah, doesn't she notice the smell or the eyes or like their behavior? Um... I don't know. Because, but so, I think, don't they establish that she's kind of, let's say, innocent in some of these matters yeah, so I in think, this season? Yeah, I think so. In this season, she's kind of 
young and innocent and, and I mean she just it seems it seems like she moved to Oslo no I guess she moved to Oslo in middle school not sure but yeah she's oh right she's from like a small town somewhere in Norway uh, yeah and so she has a slightly different accent than everyone else right, that obviously right, right. I can't really notice but uh, everyone points uh, people have pointed out uh, uh, at different times during the show yeah, so she, she basically, she finishes cooking, and then the boys don't come back, and she just keeps, like, waiting on them, waiting on them. So by the time that they come back, clearly high, uh, she's about ready to murder someone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here they get into an argument. She and Yunus get into an argument over Ingrid in the text. Yeah, Ingrid. basically calls him out yeah, on it. Yeah, basically she's, like, she's had enough, she finally explodes, and she right. calls him out on all the Ingrid text messages. Uh, which he says is like for school and nothing to nothing to worry about and she doesn't have any of it and Elias and uh, Isak are just like super awkwardly laughing like <laughs> yeah trying to look away and uh, and then Eva just storms off, into her, off into her bedroom and that's when she gets a notification on her phone Aww, and when she's crying and in bed and she sees that Nuda has accepted her friend request. Yes. The arc of this season for Eva, in a lot of ways, is to find her her group her group of people that she belongs with, and that really starts uh, with uh, Nora. So this is like the first big step um, for her. Yeah, this season really balances well. I think the stories, the romantic story, with the personal like character growth of Eva being more than the romantic story. Yeah, and yeah. As, as we said earlier, and that's part of what makes it so great. Yeah, so we actually, we uh, don't get to meet the rest of the girl squad until next episode, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for, for that, uh, <laughs> uh, because we I love them. talk about all of them. Yeah, and we, we get to talk about Rus, and we get to talk about the girl squad. Yes. Uh, so buses, and girl squad, and things about Norway that confuses. <laughs> so I want to, I want to, like, why is it always cold? <laughs> why, why is it always cold? Guys, why? Um, <laughs> is there anything else from this episode that we want to highlight? don't think so. I think I m- we mentioned everything that I had Okay, taken cool. Yeah, of. same too. I just have Facebook friends, exclamation mark. So that's about all I have. But I didn't want to mention that Norway loves the fact that the show has been successful. Like, they, they have nothing against it. They would totally make legal versions of the shows available with subtitles if they could. They can't. They cannot do it because of music licensing reasons. So yes. if you watch any episode of the show, uh, like these two episodes had songs by Lord, Selena Gomez, Radiohead, like all of these. And when they got the licensing, it was specifically for Nowhere and basically the rest of Scandinavia. And it takes it would take a ridiculous oh, amount of money, money to get the rights to all of these songs. For basically the whole world. For international, yeah. Which is such a shame because the music is one of... The music is so well chosen for the episode and for the moment. And it's one of the best parts of the show, in my opinion. One of the best well done yeah. aspects. But and again, it it's is also t- a thing and, that... And it's also tied to their characters and where they are at. Like, yeah. those music choices are very deliberate. And and I, I love them. Like, there's so many... You can go on Spotify. You can go online and find all the lists of the... Of this of the scam soundtracks and they're amazing. I definitely recommend it. But it is definitely, I would say, their biggest uh, impediment in making in making the original Norwegian version uh, available to the rest of the world. From what I understand, they're like you know. So so if you ever if you tr- even if you go to the NRK website, you're not able to uh, play it anywhere except in Norway and I think eventually Scandinavia as a whole. Uh, so, so it's a shame, uh, huh. but we understand. Shame. Ha! 
I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> on uh, that note. No. On that note. What else did I want to say? I felt like. Do I talk about any international versions? We can do oh, yeah. that for another. Yeah, so I was just going to say, um, so, yeah, so basically the show ended, it's going to be a year, a year ago soon. Like, uh, Sana's season actually premiered uh, during Easter last year. Uh, so I was like, oh my god, I was feeling really nostalgic. But anyway, so yes, yeah, so we're coming up on a year since the show ended, and since then, uh, in a lot of ways, the show has kept going, kept going, but just in a completely different way. Uh, there have been many adaptations of different countries of uh, scam. So I think, I know there's French scam, I know there's Italian scam, and I know there's German scam, which is called, it's something with a D. It reminds me of drunk, but it's not drunk. It's like drunk. I don't know. I think the French one has been going on for the longest, and then uh, the German and the Italian ones, I think, only have a couple of episodes. As far as I've seen, there seem to be, like, pretty straightforward adaptations of... So they're just basically copying Copying the... the... That's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Like we said, we don't know how they're doing the bus thing, so I, I haven't been able to check any of them out. But I am interested, so maybe maybe there is something that we we can talk about later on. Yeah, I did I did go on the Tumblr tag for a sec just because I wanted to see what people were still talking about it, and I saw someone go on a rant about because then apparently the French Sana doesn't wear her her hijab oh, the whole time, and and this person was saying that's that's not how it is, and then obviously people who know I was like wait I think there is a reason for this, and people were like it is in France because it is illegal to wear your hijab in anywhere that is uh, a public space. So we see her. When she's at home, she has it. When she gets to school, she has to take it off. So, so those are kind of interesting details. I wonder if they will, how much of each culture will be integrated. Because I think that's yeah. what I find fascinating about scam is also it's it's the fact that first being a teenager is a universal thing. Like everyone <laughs> goes through the same experiences essentially. But it's also so specific to Norway, and it's such a glimpse at this culture that. I would otherwise not know anything about except those artsy movies we saw at AFI. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. All of them about depression. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry. All of them about suicide. Yeah. Most specifically. Every single one. But yes. Uh, so so I find that cool. Uh, yeah, I've always said that I, I'm, my goal is to learn about every culture and every country in the world through their teen shows. <laughs> um, That's such a good lens to look at a yeah. culture. So, like, it started with Degrassi. Uh, which, if you want to talk about low budget, uh, Canada. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of my favorites is Dance Academy, which is Australia, and and I've seen others about. But essentially, I, if if I know that there's a teen show and if people recommend it, I will seek it out whatever way I have to, even if it's finding illegal links on Google Drive. All right, so I think that's it. That's our first tip. That's our first episode. Um, we're gonna be doing this regularly. Once a week, every other yeah. week. Once a week, I think. Let's yeah. Let's see. I hope you enjoyed this. And watch Scam. Yeah, watch Scam. Uh, let us know if you need links, I guess. I don't know. Ooh, we can do, like, show notes, like all the other podcasts. Uh, no, yeah, we can. <laughs> all right. Not to pile more work on you. Yeah. I uh, know, we could. All right, well, that's it for us, and uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye.